Good morning and welcome to our service of uh, prayers this Sunday, the first Sunday after Trinity, the 14th of June. After a short moment of quiet, our service will begin with an introit played by Clive. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, be with you all. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us therefore confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and peace with all. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God, Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We say the Gloria together, and this will be followed by a setting by Charles Stanford. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. 
you are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for the First Sunday after Trinity O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do nothing good without you, grant us the help of your grace that in the keeping of your commandments we may please you both in will and in deed. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is taken from Exodus, chapter 19. The Israelites had journeyed from Rephidim, entered the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness. Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the Israelites, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession out of all the peoples. Indeed, the whole earth is mine, but you shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. So Moses came, summoned the elders of the people, and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. The people all answered as one, Everything that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Our second reading is taken from St Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. And our Gospel comes from Matthew chapter 9, beginning at verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, 
and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaan, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment. Give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics or sandals or a staff, for labourers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you leave. As you enter the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, for they will hand you over to councils and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me, as a testimony to them and the Gentiles. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you at that time. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The psalm which is set for today uh, is Psalm 100. And although we don't usually read psalms, I would like to share this one with you. O oh, be joyful in the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that has made us. We are his. 
We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is gracious, his steadfast love is everlasting and his faithfulness endures from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So from this coming Monday, we are at last allowed to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That is to say that our churches shall be open for private prayer. Now actually this phrase is a little bit of a puzzle. Archbishop Rowan Williams in a seminar, or I should more properly say a webinar the other day, began it by saying, there is no such thing as private prayer. And now it is always good, of course, to grab attention at the start of a talk with a controversial line. And as well as Rowan Williams uh, saying this, the Trade Journal, I mean the Church of England newspaper, this week has much ink devoted to telling us that we do not need church buildings at all and expounding on how many of us like to watch big services led by the bishops online. Now, both of these are right, I suppose, but at the same time, I do hope that both of them are wrong. Archbishop Rowan is talking in view of the Holy Spirit, who in that Pentecost arrival revealed the permeating, unifying power of God's presence and love. And to this extent, and in this way, we never pray on our own, but are joined in our current prayer with those who are praying everywhere now, to those who have prayed before, and those who will pray in the future. This is a big idea, and a distinctively Christian one, that we are all in the body of Christ. But nonetheless, it allows us perfectly to pray alone. Times have changed since Julian of Norwich was immured. But in medieval times, every town of consequence wanted to have at least one solitary, an anchorite or anchoress, for the town regarded this as part of its welfare services. They were, they considered, worth maintaining for the spiritual good derived from their prayers and penances. Mother Julian may have prayed on her own, but her prayers and revelations were for everyone. Nothing private about that, even if in private. So to the second question, do we need churches? Should we bother opening them at all, particularly just now when we are offering no collective worship? We might stay at home, guided by prayers on Facebook or Twitter, or simply sit quietly in our armchairs. Some, or many of you, no doubt will do this, but for others, including me, the sacred space has meaning and purpose. The framing of prayer time, a value. First of all, there's the going. I know it's not possible for everyone, but I do like to walk to church. It is a wonderful aspect of parishes, that you can see people on a usual Sunday morning walking up the church path, hopefully not rushing along, but mentally steadying themselves. 
And then, of course, we go through the door into a place where countless have come before to bring their hopes and fears, in a time set apart to talk with God, praying, in the words of the prayer book, as well for others as themselves. A church engages multiple senses, the acoustic, the visual, a sense of smell and touch, and all of these things contribute to the way we feel. So regardless of the Church of England newspaper, I'm sure we need them. From Monday, then, we will carefully open our churches for you to come and pray in them, to give thanks and to bless his name, as the psalmist said, to be both apart and yet together in the mystery, the mystery that is now, has been, and shall be forever. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning humbly, in supplication and in worship. Lord, we pray for your church in the world thanking you for our archbishops, Justin and Stephen, our diocesan bishops, Graham, Alan and Jonathan, and all who minister in your name. Lord, we pray that you will continue to inspire and protect all faith leaders. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, as we watch developments around the world in protest at the death of George Floyd in the USA, we pray that this energy may be harnessed, that it may be a catalyst to break race discrimination everywhere and to bring us to new behaviours, understanding and thinking. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. On Monday, many more public spaces will be open and we thank you, Lord, for this sign of renewal, and we pray that safety will remain paramount in everyone's minds. 
Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord above, we pray for all who are fearful for their jobs, including young people just starting out. Let us be attentive to them, recognising that those in apprenticeships or training need encouragement and hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Lord, who came to heal the sick, we pray for all who are unwell, be it in mind or body or spirit. We pray that you will draw alongside them, let them know your presence and healing touch, and be also with those who care for them. And this morning we pray especially for Beverly. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for those we love and those that we see no more. We pray particularly today in our benefits for the friends and family of Michael Hallsmith and Bill Offord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God of all goodness and grace, fill our hearts, we pray, with such love for you that nothing may seem too hard for us to do in obedience to your will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And so we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for nourishing us. Build us up in hope, and make us grow in love. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you.